everybody, welcome back to the Strange Films Podcast. I'm joined by my son, Augie, once again for this intro, if you hear him in the background. And he's just playing around my office. But um, for this week's episode, I am actually going to be reposting a previous interview I did. Yes, sir. Uh, with my good friend, White Lavender Jones. White Lavender Jones is an entertainer of all kinds. Uh, he's a musician, he's a magician, and he's a wrestler, and he's someone I like to call a good friend. Um, this interview was taken place, I guess, about a month or two, two months ago, let's just say. Uh, so just some context, I used to do a live show every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern on my YouTube channel and my Facebook through Strange Films. Um, this was before I started kind of getting really heavy into the podcast side as far as Spotify, Apple, and all that good stuff. Um, but, you know, I did about 15 of them, and it just it, it required a lot of work because we play games, and it's a full-on interview and everything every night. Um, but So I started doing more of the uh, regular podcast format episodes through It Would Be Nice and now The Strange Films. But um, I promise I'm not going to be doing uh, just reposts of interviews. I actually have... A few new guests and uh, actually a lot of new guests and, and content lined up for the Strange Films podcast. Um, so probably next week you'll have a new interview, uh, actually a fun, hopefully, episode that I'm planning on doing all around the premiere of He Comes to Kill. And that's actually a, what we're talking about a lot tonight in um, the interview I did with White Lavender Jones on the live pod. So, uh, so this is, once again, it's a couple months back, but... So maybe things are a little outdated, but at the same time, the context is there. You're going to get to know who White Lavender Jones is. You're going to get to know who uh, or what a little bit about He Comes to Kill and the excitement that was buzzing and is still buzzing around that movie. And uh, you get to lot get to know a lot about both of us because I play a game called uh, Take It or Leave It, and it's uh, it's just a lot of fun. So sit back, relax, enjoy the interview with White Lavender Jones, and you'll get to know where to find him in. If you want to watch this video, it's on YouTube as well. So go check it out. Thanks again for stopping by. Enjoy White Lavender Jones. You don't like me? Too bad. I am a magical man. Always throwing fire from my hand. I come here from a mystical land. My name's White Lavender Jones. Wherever I go, I'm never alone. Always surrounded by my hoes. And wherever I go, I'm making my home. My rhymes are always so fresh. I just ignore all the rest. And yes, I know, I know that I'm blessed. Because I'm next, and I'm the best. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, everybody. How are we doing tonight? I'm your host, August Aguilar, Strange Films Live. And I am joined by my very, very special guest, Bruce Tharp. I hope I said that last name right. I meant to ask you earlier. AKA White Lavender Jones is in the house. Hello, Bruce. How are you doing tonight, my friend? August, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. It's an honor to be invited on your podcast. And I'm ready to roll, brother. Awesome, man. We are so happy to have you. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time to come out and hang out with us tonight. And everybody, I uh, apologize in advance if my voice sounds a little raspy 
or if I'm a little sniffly or anything, I'm getting over a cold. Uh, little Augie was sick this week, and I caught the bug too, but we're on the way of recovery. Feeling pretty good, just uh, just giving you a heads up. But anyways, Bruce, thanks again for uh, your time tonight. We got a lot to talk about, man. You are a mixed bag of tricks and fun entertainment, obviously some music now, and, uh, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun and me and you are going to work together here soon that we'll touch on later on in the show as well. So Bruce, why don't we kick it off, man? Give us your origin story, just who you are, how you get started in the entertainment business. Uh, or for anybody who has is watching or listening later on, who doesn't know you give them your, uh, your introduction there. So, uh, I've got a lot of different things that I've done. You know, I think, you know, I know we're not going to talk a whole lot about it today, but uh, I am an attorney, number one. I've been a um, an attorney for 33 plus years. You know, so I've done yeah. a lot of things. licensed in Texas. I'm licensed in Colorado. Uh, I work both states. And I'm also admitted to practice in, practice in Washington, D.C. I started out here in Texas as a, a prosecutor, I've done cases from DWI to capital murder, you wow. know, and into uh, criminal defense. I've been doing criminal defense for many years, both federal and state uh, complex cases. But he, and even though I've got a lot of other stuff going on, I've got my rap career now. You know, uh, I've got this independent film project that I'm excited about in September. You know, I'm going to be making my debut in Nashville. October the 1st, I'm going to be doing my my uh, debut single live at the Texas Troubadour Theater October 1st in, in Nashville. Um, I still got a fully operational law firm that I run on a daily basis. And um, lately, I've been doing a lot of federal civil rights litigation. And uh, we have, you know, and really quickly to explain, we've got some cases that we filed against the Republic of Iran for terrorist activity in Afghanistan and Iraq. And if you notice, they killed one of the main terrorists just a few days ago, the CIA did with a drone. Well, this individual is involved in a lot of our pleadings and our proof and whatnot. And on our very first case, we represented an individual that was blown up by an IED that we were able to connect to terrorists that were supported, Al-Qaeda terrorists that were supported by Iran. Anyway, the, the court awarded us a, a damages judgment of $45 million. Holy moly. Came through about two weeks ago. We've got about uh, six identical cases pending. And uh, we're talking to about five other people. So if anybody out there has been injured in Iran or Iraq, uh, excuse me, Iraq or Afghanistan between the years of like 2004, 2008, we might be able to help you. So wow. got a law background, number one. Okay. Uh, hey, that's important though. Thanks for sharing that. That's very, very uh, important. But um, I, I've got a background in magic. I've always done magic. I've loved magic ever since I was a kid. I started practicing magic when I was little, you know, I, I would say maybe nine or 10 years old, I started practicing magic and I've always been a performer. So I started doing neighborhood magic shows. I've got a background in professional wrestling as well. You know, I was born in the wrestling business. My father was a, a ring announcer in Florida in the 60s. So some of my earliest memories are going to wrestling with my father. 
Later, as an attorney, I acquired one of the largest, most um, prestigious wrestling organizations in the world. And I was president of that organization from 2012 to about 2017. So I learned a lot brand development at that time, went to Japan 18 times, developing that brand, you know, and ended up breaking my nose over there. I got involved in the action too a little bit, ended up breaking my nose. Uh, Valentine 2015, but then ended up selling that company to a very well-known individual for, you know, very nice sum of money. And then I'm doing rapping now. I'll I'll have to explain how that all started. But yeah. uh, Created the White Lavender Jones character, and that's been really fun. Uh, produced my first, recorded my first song, uh, produced a music video to go along with it. I've already recorded my second song, haven't finished the music video yet, but within about two weeks of releasing my first video, I happened to meet you, Mr. August. And, you know, I became cast in this independent film, you know, He Comes to Kill, you yes, know, sir. and what exciting title, you know, concept for this film is, you know, it looks really scary, slasher movie. I'm not going to give anything away. Don't worry. But it'll <laughs> be really exciting. And I'm actually super excited to be involved in the project. So, well, thank you. Kind of all come together. So. Yeah. Well, uh, so you you explained that perfectly, man. Like like uh, Simmascare Studios here says, he says you are a jack of all trades. And you are, man. You've got all kinds of stuff in your history, what you're still doing currently. We're going to really jump on the White Lavender Joan train, as you like to say, here in just a little bit and talk all about uh, your music and kind of how that started and what, you know, and and. Uh, and, and yeah, me and you kind of connecting and how we got you involved in the new film and everything like that too. So, um, so thank you for explaining that. Uh, we, I want to touch on the magic here in just a second here, but let's say hi to some of the people uh, hanging out. So obviously you've got a lot of fans. So ever since me and you have uh, been connected, you've gained uh, even more fans. <laughs> like you've got, uh, you know, our people like uh, Frank Aguilar in the house. He says, this is really happening folks. So Frank, he's a big fan and Frank, I can't wait to see you, man. You're coming down next weekend. Super stoked. Uh, it's going to be a really good time. Uh, Paul Magilton, oh, he said Budweiser and Snickers ready. I picked the wrong comment, but he's Paul Magilton's one of your biggest fans. You know that. Uh, so let's see the, the dude is here. Let's see what he's, what did he say? Uh, magic is real. There it is. Magic is real by the dude, he says. And then Eileen Sullivan's in the house. She's another Strange Films family member. We love you, Eileen. Thanks for always hanging out and supporting us. She says, hey. And, of course, uh, oh, yeah, he says Mr. Tokyo. There it was. All right, man. So, yeah, you got all kinds of people already hanging out. Oh, Kofi Jones is in the house. He's in He Comes to Kill, so he's going to be in the new movie as well. He says, howdy. So, <clears throat> all right, man. So, yes, wrestling you got a show coming up in Nashville, which I'll, I'll let you plug in again at, at the end. Uh, you've got, you, you've been in the ring, you, you know the business pretty well, but the magic, man, how, you know, w- let's talk about the magic. What makes you so excited about being a magician and, and how, I mean, I guess it, it even with White Lavender Jones, you practice it, but how often is that like on a daily basis that you like to perform? Well, uh, that's an awesome question. I've been doing magic since I was a kid. And my inspiration to, to do magic was my dad. 
you know, we kind of like to emulate a lot of things that our father does. And, I, yeah. you know, my dad would come home from my, my dad was a, uh, a wrestling announcer, but he was, he had a regular job too. He was in the fire department, you know, and he would go on little trips, training or, you know, trips. And of course he'd bring back some little presents for the kids and he would bring back little magic tricks. And those intrigued me, you know, like from, from my earliest years, I started, you know, how did you do that? And I was so intrigued with magic. So I, you know, I be, I began performing magic as a kid. I found a magic shop um nearby i also taught myself a lot from books cool you know back in the day you'd go to the library you know we didn't have the internet back when i was a kid so we'd go to the library and find a magic book you know and then i found a magic shop which actually sold more professional type of equipment but magic was kind of a, an interesting segue i mean i don't know we don't want to get into wrestling yet but it was an interesting way that i got into the wrestling business because and i'd like to tell that story the wrestling of course, is a very secretive business. It was back in the day. I mean, you had to get in to get into the wrestling business. You either had to pay your dues, you know, by getting beat up, you know, or you had to know somebody that you know that could get you into the business. And they protected uh, the secrets of of wrestling. Guard they guarded those secrets very closely. Didn't want anyone to know that wrestling was had anything to do with that. It was orchestrated in any way. Now, of course, everybody knows how it works, but that's also taken a lot of the magic out of it, in, in my opinion. But my father was um, ring announcer and very close with one of the top promoters in Florida at that time. And they happened to be cruising around town and I was rehearsing a magic show that I was going to do. I was probably about 16 years old, 17 years old. And I w it was in a theater, darkened theater. No one was there, of course. It was just a rehearsal thing. And my dad kept walking in with this wrestling promoter. His name was Eddie Graham. And uh, show him a trick, you know. So I asked Eddie Graham, do you have a handkerchief? Sure. Back in the day, everybody carried like a pocket handkerchief. So he right. pulled it, gave it to me. I tied a knot in the handkerchief, you know, carried on backstage. And then all of a sudden... You know, I started to make the handkerchief float in the air and it would dance around and go up and it would go down and all around and I'd grab it and fly away. And, you know, he this is his own handkerchief. So finally I grabbed it and I walked back to him and I handed him the handkerchief and he's like looking at it, you know, like, how does it work? So he leaves with my dad, with my father. And in the car, he asked him, so tell me, how does he do it? How does he do his magic tricks? And my father told him, sorry, he doesn't even tell me. Because uh -huh. the magician, you know, you protect those secrets. Right. At that point, this wrestling promoter realized that I would also protect the secrets of the wrestling business. And I got a call about a week ago or a week later to work in the business office of the wrestling office, you know, where they were making payoffs and things like that. And the wrestlers would come in and learned a lot about the business. And then I gradually went into performing and wrestling myself. So, but that's a, another segment of the program, but it's <laughs> you know, the magic and wrestling are kind of similar because it's both theater, you know, and, and, right. you, and you, you know, and there's things that have to be protected, you know, and it's suspension of disbelief and, in both magic and wrestling. So I've always found magic very, very fascinating, you know, like 
so many talented people like you said it's just theater or it's disbelief you know the illusion of disbelief or anything like that but like the the amount of technique and technicality that goes into that um thought and how to perform those illusions i mean it's 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 very very incredible um to watch in in person or on tv or anything like that so um you know since you have the uh, experience with magic and wrestling, and since we want to touch on wrestling just a little bit, why don't you go ahead and tell us uh, your experience with wrestling or how that went hand to hand or anything that you want to say about your professional wrestling career um, uh, over the last few years? Or, sure. Yeah. Happy to, t- you know, um, I basically had a lifelong involvement in, right. pro- you know, since my dad was involved in it and, you know, I would. I used to remember some of my earliest memories as a child were going to the wrestling matches with my father. You know, he'd let me ring the bell and things like that. You know, so and 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 actually, some of the most legendary wrestlers, you know, bounced me on their knee. You know, held me when I was a baby. Uh-huh. Uh, that close to the business, um, but I got into the business about seventeen or eighteen years old through the story that I just explained. Yeah, you know. Started working in the wrestling office. Um, I've ring announced like my dad. I've done uh, television wrestling commentary with uh, legendary Gordon Soley, who uh, some of you people out there may or may not recognize. But I've, I've refereed, I've promoted, I've produced television uh, myself. I've, I've actually gotten in the ring and wrestled, you know, but I started out selling Cokes, you know, at the Fort Homer Hesterly Armory in Tampa, Florida. Um, again, I later, you know, after I became an attorney, I acquired a major wrestling company and, um, was fortunate enough to go to Japan many times, had some many wonderful experiences in Japan, been from one end of the country to the other. Um, and then I later sold that, um, company to a very well-known individual. And, uh, so now he's running with the ball. I haven't really had a whole lot of involvement with wrestling since then. Um, but I've got a, I, I was booked to perform my, my debut single at the Texas Troubadour Theater in Nashville, October 1st. And when it was booked, I didn't realize it, but there was a double booking. Apparently there's a wrestling group that's going to do wrestling. There oh, the same wow. So I, you know, I was, a you know, I decided to go ahead and, you know, let them let them do their thing. I'm not going to get involved in their wrestling and I'm hoping they're not going to get involved with my rapping. So they're going to do their wrestling event. And then at the end, um, I'm going to do my song on the main stage, maybe a little magic, you know, and uh, we'll see how that goes. So it'd be, I'm cool. Forward. it'd be cool if like you guys could do like you performing and then they come and wrestle you and you guys start doing a fight in between and then you beat oh. them and then you finish the song. <laughs> I really hope that doesn't happen. I really hope that doesn't happen because I'm nervous enough. You know, um, I hear you. I hear you. One thing at a time. One thing at a time. I, yeah, I would. I would hope, I'm, I'm hoping that nobody, you know, gets involved or you yeah, know, yeah. I hear you. Hey, man. Well, we appreciate you talking about uh, your your history with uh, the business, wrestling, magic, and all that good stuff. And um, <clears throat> we have a few questions for you. Simscare, one of the questions you have in the chat, I'm going to actually be asking on Take It or Leave It, so I'm going to do that here in just a second. But Paul Majotin wants to ask, who was your favorite wrestler, if you have one, uh, uh, Bruce? Well, 
I've got several, you know, Jack Briscoe was an amazing world heavyweight champion. Terry Funk, also uh, a great wrestler. Ric Flair, who I traveled with and, and oh, saw wow. him saw him in Japan on my first trip to Japan in 82. Uh, Ric Flair was there, Stan Hansen. You know, there's been some phenomenal wrestlers that I've seen through the years. Cool, cool. Awesome. I would, have to, I would have to say Jack Briscoe. You know, Terry Funk and Ric Flair. I'd have to give okay. those three. That's, that's a good batch there. All right. Well, there you have it, Paul. All right. Well, this is the part of the program where we like to play a game called Take It or Leave It. And, Bruce, basically all I do is I ask you ten questions. Five of them are going to be related to somewhat of what you do, and five of them are going to be completely random. All you got to do is ask or uh, tell me uh, if you take them or leave them and why, and I'll do the same. And everybody who's watching, uh, please let us know your answers as well in the chats. So, Bruce, White Lavender Jones, are you ready for take it or leave it? I'm ready. All right, my friend. All right, so number one, take it or leave it. Disco. Disco. Disco music, yes, sir. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. You know, uh, respect for disco, you know, uh, it was the, you know, it, it started a lot of different music genres. So it had a huge impact on the world at the time that it came around. Of course, it faded out and was replaced by different other genres of music like hip hop and rap, you know, and they say that we are, you know, the next rock stars, you know, us hip hop and rappers, you know, mm -hmm. but respect you know i've got so much respect for donna summer and all the wonderful disco you know kings and queens that came before us paved the way for performers like myself so that's my comment on disco for sure wanted to start you off easy there so disco i would take it all day my friend uh and sin mascara says as well take it I love the Bee Gees. Some of my favorite memories when my dad was listening to the Bee Gees. Yeah, you can't go wrong with disco, man. Like you said, they paved the way for a lot of music in even up to now, man. I mean, people are sampling disco to make new music, you know, because it's so iconic. You know, it's so groovy and everything like that too. Take uh, Paul Majosa says, "Take it all day." Uh, so yeah, I mean, we and that that question actually comes from Frank Aguilar. I asked him last time. I was like, "You have any take your leave it questions for uh, White Lavender Jones?" He says, "Disco." But yeah, take it all day disco uh and i can definitely feel the funk of disco in white lavender jones so that's there we go man all sure. right <clears throat> so number two i can see rollerblading to disco music in uh some skate skating rinks but how do you feel about ice skating take it or leave it oh my goodness um I had a really bad experience ice skating with my daughter, you know, a few years ago. I ought to bring, ought to bring her in and let her tell the story. Right. But we were up in Colorado, and, man, you know, I used to be a good ice skater. I guess my balance, you know, has deteriorated a little bit with age. <laughs> and I got on, the, on that ice, and boom, I went down. That was it. There you go, yeah. So I'm not, I'm not a real good ice skater, I got to admit. So we might leave it for now. <laughs> yeah, so I would have to leave the show. Yeah, I'm a uh, man. I like I like the idea of ice skating. I really want to try again, but I'm just one of those. Even with rollerblade or roller skating, I'm one of those people who hangs on the edge and just <laughs> wiggles my way around the rink before. <laughs> so I can it takes a lot of practice. I mean, yeah. trust me, you're not going to get out on the ice and skate beautifully. You uh, know that, and you're going to. 
bust your tail a few times before you know right you're able to- yeah Paul Johnson says ice skating is fun so and and Frank Aguilar says Paul Johnson we used to listen to disco all night when we we're bad boys remember <laughs> he, he, all right. the BGs too that's right man all right so number three take it or leave it and Cinema Scare was actually asking this in the comments but take it or leave it Chris Angel the magician I will take it okay oh. all right. Oh, I will take it, you know, because again, I've got uh, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, you know, I've got respect nice. because to get to where he is, you know, a, a Las Vegas performer, television specials and whatnot, that takes a lot of work, you know, yeah. and there's a lot of work that you got to do it yourself, you know, you can't rely on other people. Got a neat Chris Angel story uh, for you. I was in New Orleans one time on a law case. And I happened to be down on Bourbon Street. There was this crowd of people, you know, in the middle. And there was this crane there, you know, with this chain. And people were saying, Chris Angel's coming. He's going to do a straitjacket escape hanging upside down from this crane. So he was supposed to show up at 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock rolls around. He's not there. You know, 11.15, he's not there. 11.30, he's not there. The crowd is starting to get restless. All of a sudden, the crowd starts chanting, Chris Angel, Chris Angel, you know. Well, as soon as the crowd started getting restless, chanting his name, here he is. Wow. And he's a tall dude. He's probably very tall. He's 6'4", you know, or 6'5", or something. Well, they strapped him in that straitjacket, and they hoisted him up upside down. And I I was able to watch Chris Angel live. That's cool. Right there. (laughs) escape from that straight jacket it was pretty amazing that's cool man you and i have very different experiences with seeing chris angel live <laughs> oh, I mean, oh, oh. so all right i want to say i take chris angel but i will say um chris angel i really really love it like you said respect for the the street magic right like like that street magic is is incredible to watch especially in his early years um and he, it took a lot of work to get to where he is now doing those Las Vegas shows and stuff like that. So two years ago, back right before COVID, I went and saw Chris Angel in Las Vegas. And, you know, it was one of those things, kind of like you said, where he was supposed to come on at like 8 o'clock and it wasn't until like 8.30 he came out. But dude, I swear that guy was like stumbling out drunk and and like oh. he was slurring his words and and everything oh. was way overproduced like the, the whole show just felt very 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 like ah oh man i don't know you know like you know i obviously i know it's a theater you know show and stuff like that but like it just it just i just didn't feel like it was like what i was expecting and wanting to see out of chris angel it's because i grew up watching chris angel over the years through street magic and and you know clips on tv and stuff like that too but but yeah uh that show i was very disappointed unfortunately uh seeing that show um so so how how about a quick magic trick i love it let's do it want to do a quick little trick that i can also do with your our viewers at home you know it's kind of like a um mathematical type arithmetic type thing you can either do it in your head a lot of people like to do the arithmetic in their head kind of okay. like as an but i don't mind if you use pencil and paper everyone pay want. attention and okay. if just in case i actually have a pencil and paper so <laughs> and don't tell me just think about it okay sure first of all i want you to just think of a number between two and ten 
any number between Can you two repeat that two and what? Ten. Okay, okay, two and ten, everybody. Two and ten. Right. Think about that number. You got it? I've got it. Now multiply that number by nine. You said divide or time? Mul multiply. Number between two and ten. Multiply that number by nine. Okay, okay, okay. You got it? Yeah. Okay, then I want you to add the two numbers together. So you'll get a total. You've got a two-digit number. Add those two two digits together, and you'll get a total. Add the two digits together with the original number? No, 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 August. Listen to me, brother. Think of a number between 2 and 10. Yeah, and I got that. By 9. Okay. Then you've got a digit number. Yes, okay. Add those two digits together. Okay, okay, I got it. Subtract five. I got it. Wow. Okay. Now, what I want you to do is think of the alphabet. You've got A, B, C, D, E, F. I want you to think of what letter corresponds to that number. I got it. And I want you to think of a country in Europe with a name that starts with that letter. Well, that one's a hard one, but okay, I think I got one. <laughs> okay. Now, the very next letter in the alphabet, think about it. Yeah. Think about, think about an animal that okay. starts next letter. Okay, I got it. Now, think of a color. Think of the color of that animal. That okay. Animal, what color? Don't tell me. Just think about it. Okay. Think about it. There's got to be something wrong because there are no gray elephants. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. There are no gray elephants in Denmark, Daddy. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Little magic for you. So hopefully that made up for Oh, that was great, man. That was great. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. A gray elephant. That was exactly... I, no joke. I'm not shitting anybody. There was... <laughs> Oh shit, that was awesome, dude. Yeah, because I was like, where the hell is he going with all this? I was like, I was getting lost in my own thoughts, but yeah, and you gotta it came through the airwaves, brother. It came right that was like that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, man, where is he going with this? And when you said the color of the of the animal of the of what the letter was, I was like, I was thinking of like gray, gray elephant, gray elephant, because I was thinking Denmark, and then I was like because D, because D went to four, and four plus five was nine, which was the three plus six. Yeah, it, it led all the way back to that, man. Wow, that was pretty fun. That was cool. So, so when I see you in Knoxville, I'll bring a few more to show you when I get Definitely there. Definitely do, man. I'll have the camera rolling too. We can do some filming, man. That, I mean, that was awesome, dude. Everyone, everyone was uh, <laughs> chatting on this too, man. Oh man, four, four uh, D Spain. Yeah. So yeah, but you, me, and you. That was. Kind of blew my mind right there, man. I pre that was fun. Yeah, I was but thinking gray elephant. <laughs> Frank so, Angler says, "Holy, <laughs> oh, yeah. cool, man, yeah. cool." Do a little, we we'll do a little magic, yeah. Oh shit, there it is. Oh, we gotta have that in the film. No, that's right. Yeah. Just 
That's right. There you go, my brother. I love it. I love it. I am a magical man, always so and far from my hand. That's right. Uh, we got to have that in the film. Oh, man. All right, dude. Well, that was that was a lot of fun. Totally blew my mind. So uh, thank you for that. <laughs> All right. Good deal. Hopefully everyone caught along or uh, followed along with that. That was that was that was that wasn't a pre-plan or anything. That was pretty cool. All right, man. Number uh, where are we? Number four. Take it or leave it. Onion rings. Oh, I'll take them all day long. Oh, I love <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I love onion rings. Really? You know, okay. They, no, I try to keep them. You know, I, I keep talking about the equation, brother. It's part of the uh -huh. equation. Yeah. The equation is my diet. You know, I try to keep a really good diet, you know, and onion, yeah. I try to stay with fried foods. Yeah. You know, a good a good uh, Caesar salad with some grilled chicken is always delicious. Mm -hmm. You know, some broiled shrimp on a on a nice big is good or a steak. You know, or lots of vegetables or chicken in my air fryer. But I love uh, onion rings. Sometimes that you day. can't resist me. You got to have that onion ring, right? <laughs> you know, that onion rings is one of my vices. You know, like chocolate. Milk, chocolate All right. Milk. Away from the chocolate milkshakes. chocolate milkshakes. I'm the same with peanut butter milkshakes, man. Those those are my thing too, dude. All right, so I gotta leave onion rings. I've never been a fan of them, man. I but I I'm yeah. I don't know, man. I feel like I found like one good onion ring in my life, but I'm just other than that, I'm I'm really not too big of an onion ring fan. But um, <clears throat> recently, I've been trying to stay away from fried food, pretty hardcore. I've been like doing an intermediate fasting every day, so I only eat from like. 11 to 7 and stuff like that so i am just like trying to watch what i'm eating and stuff like that but man sometimes i'm just like i was, I was thinking of french fries earlier and then i was like hey you know what? Let's, let me do it let me do onion rings for the take it or leave it i think that'd be a good topic french fries are good too and so are tater tots oh dude, i love tater tots man i love tater You're tots gonna give me brother. i'm <laughs> gonna be able to get this topic that's right. Uh, let's see. Paul says beer batter or blooming onions. Uh, and then I was gonna say August man. How about the blooming onion? I mean, yeah, you know, I I haven't had. Uh, maybe I need to try it, man, because I haven't. I don't think I've been there enough to to even try it. You know, I maybe maybe back in the day when I when someone ordered it, I was like, ah, I'm good. But like, I need. I, I would try it now. I just. I'm just. I don't know, man. I'm never going to really seek it out. But the Bloomin' Onion, I know it's got its rep, so I, I would try it. I would try it. Kofi says, leave it, though, due to allergy to onions, unfortunately. So, uh, <clears throat> all right. And then let's see. Frank, Bruce, has there been any non-believers of White Lavender Jones? Well, I'd say that's, uh, that's a question for uh, our White Lavender Jones topic. But I'm, I'm sure there's, with everything we anybody of us does, there's always going to be a hater or something. So I don't know. I will, I will tell you this. Let me, I will tell you this. There's been so many more positive comments than any sort of negativity. I've had made literally maybe one or two, yeah. you know, but I, Avenger Jones has only been out there about a month, you know, yeah. maybe six, maybe six weeks. Yeah. So, you know, there's always going to be people that don't like your music, you know, or don't like the lyrics or things like that. And, and I, Again, I respect that. I mean, if someone doesn't like your material, they certainly don't need to listen 
to you. But I've been so uh, thankful that the response so far has been overwhelmingly positive. And, um, you know, when we get to the White Lavender Jones segment and how he was born and whatnot, we'll talk about it. But uh, all the lyrics are original. I've written probably about eight to ten different songs. I just need to get into the studio, you know, and get them recorded. But uh, I appreciate I really do appreciate you playing my video. And, oh, dude. Uh, yeah, yeah. When we get over to the Lavender Jones segment, maybe I'll do one or two for you a cappella. Oh, I love it. Sounds good. Well, we're coming up to it, guys. Let's get through this uh, take or leave a segment. But yeah, say your White Lavender Jones questions, they will be answered because uh, that's uh, that's what the man throwing fire out of his hands is all about, man. He's, he's, he, he's here to answer those questions. All right. So number five, take or leave it. Uh, I know you like to wrestle, but what do you think about boxing? Take or leave it. Um, gosh, I, I will leave it. Leave you it. Know, okay. I, I will leave it. I will leave it. You know, uh, boxing is all right. Um, if we're going to go to a different sport than wrestling, I would probably have to do MMA. Okay. Interesting. Know? Yeah. Right. Because you've got the components of boxing with grappling and, you know, right. to me that are, uh, multi-dimensional, you know, mm -hmm. than boxing but uh you know i gotta respect the boxers too because it takes a lot of conditioning to get to where they get for sure but, uh, it's a classic first, sport you know, too and and yes <clears throat> yes yes they're a classic sport you know there's some great boxers that i've studied you know from george foreman to you know muhammad ali you know you know sonny liston you know rocky marciano you know even when you go back to the brown bomber joe lewis you know, there's a lot of historic, you know, boxes, you know, that, that uh, you know, I have so much respect for, you know. But I do like MMA. I mean, that's that that seems to, to be kind of a sport that has sort of taken over. Oh, kind absolutely. Yeah, kind for of, sure. You know, and pro wrestling, of course, is a totally different product. Yeah. You know? yeah. You know, people know I think, right. People think, I mean, I think people know now, like, wrestling is what it is a theatrical and also really fun storylines and all these things and characters that they're, that they're getting. And, and it's fun entertainment in that sense. But then there's the MMA, which is just kind of raw, brutal fighting and, and people, and people I think now are more drawn to MMA and I like MMA too. I, I don't keep up with it, but I, if there is a MMA fight like UFC or something that I, I like to watch it just because I think it's interesting. Um, <clears throat> but uh Let's see. Were you ever a fan of uh, Mike Tyson? Because uh, I, I listen to a lot of Mike Tyson's like podcasts and stuff now. So I was. I, that's kind of why I asked the boxing question in general. Baddest man on the planet, you there know. Affect, <laughs> you know, his punching power, you know, For and his sure. ability, you know, and you know, from where he came from to get to where he, yeah, you know, you got to respect that journey, you know, that took a lot of discipline and. You know, a lot of guts for him to reach Anybody the should uh, listen to his uh, podcast, Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson, because he talks a lot about, like, his, you know, the, the thing about Mike Tyson now, he's really, really humble about everything that he he's done and also that he, he looks at himself in a different perspective now. So he's he's really kind of... Sometimes, most of the time, he's honestly like shaming himself because for a lot of the, the fights and aggressive, you know, things he did in the past. But at the same time, it's one of those enlightening things that he's 
recognizing and everything too but it's just really really interesting to hear him talk now you know about life in general and and uh even boxing and mma he talks about ufc and all kinds of stuff too but it, it's really really good so um we have a question here with uh Sinuscara studios he says uh do you like bruce lee in martial arts it's epicness bruce lee is amazing i love bruce lee you know uh, as an athlete you know, and also as an actor, there you go. Uh, but he could do those one-handed push-ups on two fingers that were just amazing, you know, and, you know, he could throw punches that were so fast that the camera, I mean, couldn't catch, you know, the speed of his fist as he threw punches. So I've got tremendous respect for Bruce Lee, wished he had not left us so early in his life, but he made, made a, a mark on this world and uh he will not be forgotten anytime soon absolutely amen all right so that's I feel like that covers uh pretty much all the the fighting realms there uh number six my friend take it or leave it cats take it all yeah, day long. i'm a cat man i'm a cat person right on. so raised with dogs you know so yeah um, you know, many years ago, I had a girlfriend, you know, came in, brought a cat into the relationship. I ended up breaking up with the girl. I kept the cat. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> and I've had cats ever since that. Since that time, I've named cats after the great magicians, Blackstone, you know, oh, and cool. you know, and, uh, so I'm a cat person for sure. I love cats. I mean, I was actually, before we started the podcast, I was kind of sitting on the couch and man, my, she just jumps. All I got to do is snap my fingers and she'll jump right up. Oh yeah. Right on. Oh man. I love cats, dude. I, I, I raised, I was raised with dogs. Uh, I still love dogs. I, I would like to get another one. Um, but I have two cats and, uh, we're, we're and they're, they're just, you know, what I love about cats is they're very independent but they also need you. They love you and everything. They want your attention and everything. Right. Actually, right before we went live, I was like, I gotta get my cat upstairs because I know she's just going to jump all over me and crawl and, and, you know, try to get my attention and stuff like that. But they're very independent for the most part. And, and they're, they're very cool. I love cats. I was last night, I was looking up uh, ancient, like ancient cats, like how far back yes. you know, cats were around, you know, and like the, what was the image look like of like the first, known cat and that that's kind of why i sparked the question because like you know i was like cats are fascinating you know it's like they've got this feline species are very fascinating with with all kinds of different feline animals but like the cats i was like i know they've been around for million like years and years and years so i was just like really really curious about it from you know from the times of ancient egypt absolutely yeah you know cats have been around and for me um cats are very clean they're very yeah. clean you know they don't I love dogs, but you always have to end up with a, you know, there's a smell and <laughs> then you get to take them out. And you got to walk them. You right. Know? <laughs> As the words, like six in the morning, you're like, dude, come on. <laughs> right at the door or something like uh -huh. that. You know, at uh, least you get a nice cat box. You start, you know, you keep that clean and you know, every, it's, it's a good thing. I like cats for that reason. As well. Right on. Right on. I agree with you on that. Uh, Paul says we had a little parade and party for my cat because she killed a mouse. She was so proud. There you go, Paul. Oh, their trophy, you know, and yeah. they'll you their trophy. <laughs> Absolutely. So, my cats have brought me lizards and all kinds of stuff like that. 
Awesome. All right, man. Number seven, take it or leave it. Gangster rap. So we're talking about like NWA, Notorious B.I.G., like Public Enemy. Uh, where do you where do you stand on hip hop these days? So I'll take it. Right on. I'll take it because I respect those guys so much. You know when you know part of my story is I was never really into rap, and I was never really into hip hop. Interesting. Until, okay. Until I went to Atlanta, Georgia, about. 10 months ago and that's when white lavender jones was born because i was taken to some of these hip-hop and rap clubs and i listened to the lyrics and i realized that it told a story if you take the time all you people out there that may not like rap if you take the time to just listen to the lyrics you might just like it because it tells a story and sometimes it will Sometimes it'll touch your heart, you know, sometimes it'll make you laugh, you know, and it's entertaining. And um, wrestling also tells a story. So we're talking about the crossovers between magic and wrestling. Well, let's talk about wrestling and rap. They right. both tell a story. They both tell a story. And the people, the audience can get caught up in it. You know, just like you said, suspension of disbelief. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so that's how I got interested in rap. And that's how White Lavender Jones was born. And, you know, the character of White Lavender Jones, I mean, is uh, very unique because it combines wrestling. It combines magic. You know, it combines throwing fire. You know, and there's not too many white rappers. We've got Eminem, we got Kid Rock and stuff, but I don't think either one of those guys have a wrestling connection or either or any of them do magic. So I think the White Lavender Jones character is very unique. It's an extension of my own personality. Right on. So I don't think anybody's going to be able to copy it. Yeah, well, hey, it's definitely a unique formula, blending all those, uh, blending all those elements but, together, I should say. Again, but getting back to your take it or leave it, gangster rap, you know, when I'm in the gym, that's what I listen to because it kept pushes me for the pump, you know. Nice. Yeah, I love Doja Cat, and I'll, I'll tell you about some of my influences when we when you're ready. All right, cool. I like it. I like it. Uh, Jennifer Pearl, we're, we're happy to have you. Actually, you're going to be sharing a scene with Jennifer Pearl coming up on uh, – here in september so jennifer thanks for stopping by and we are so excited to work with you but she says gangster rap and i'm not gonna lie i can never remember if it's over or gangster rap over mumble rap or or, you know take it or whatever it is like is it uh like favor or not favor whatever you know what i'm saying but gangster rap over mumble rap maybe but uh but yeah so i agree with you on um rap in general though like i would say a big fan of 80s 90s hip-hop but uh, I'm also a big fan of depending on there's a lot of modern rap now that I'm really not a fan of. But there is a lot of modern rappers also who are uh, they, they tell stories. They're intellectual. You know, they, they have a, a soul and, you know, what they're talking, you know, what they're singing or rapping about and everything like that, too. Like uh, Kid Cudi is one of my favorite modern rappers these days. Uh, Kendrick Lamar, I think he's a great rapper. Uh chance to rapper i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of musicians and talented people out there that uh who continue to have that kind of uh 
that kind of flow and essence about them versus uh, the mumble rap like Jennifer. And thank you, Jennifer. She said greater that greater lesson. That's what I was thinking of. But thank you, Jennifer. I, we, I appreciate that. I'm not bad. I'm not good with math and uh, and symbols. Uh, but anyways. But I agree with you on that, and Gangster Rap, you cannot go wrong with it. It laid the foundation also for modern rap today because it. a lot of it also was uh, as as Gangster, gangster you want to uh, – it was labeled as – it also it, it brought a, it brought about a bunch of social issues that was going on, you know, like police brutality or anything like that too. Yeah. Like there was, It brought about a lot of issues that it was being honest with its – with its music and lyrics that it was giving attention to the people who were actually suffering on the streets or, you know, in communities and stuff like that too. So I think that was kind of a pave, it paved way for more musicians to speak about those kinds of things, just maybe in different tones. So uh, I definitely think it's just a staple in history, you know, so, <clears throat> but alrighty, we are almost at the end here. Number eight take it or leave it and i got this question from my good buddies over at the super action talk podcast uh mass driver and rodney over there shout out to you guys space travel so take it or leave it if you had the opportunity to get in a spaceship and fly off to a planet or hang out in space for a good while uh would you do that uh well it means it depends on what you mean for a good while <laughs> It's a long discussion because actually this is exactly the same kind of how it started in their podcast. But uh, in, in so in your own fantasy land of how you want to space travel, let's just stick it with that. I'd take a little spin around the earth and then I'd be yeah. ready. To go on <laughs> yeah. No, uh, no uh, col colonization of Mars. To <laughs> oh, 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 sir. no, sir. I want to be able to, you know, travel to my favorite cities, you know, New York, London, Tokyo, right. you know, and enjoy the finer things here on Earth. You know, I'd do something yeah. for a limited period of time, a very limited period of time. But I wouldn't want to stay confined in a spacecraft, you know, a real confined spacecraft. I mean, man, taking a flight to Japan for 13 hours is long enough, much less 13 yeah. hours. Right. You know? uh, I, would, I would have to say leave it. Oh, okay. He's gonna just go ahead and just leave it. Good I would have, I would have to say leave it. You know, right. unless, unless it was like a real quick trip. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just a quick up and down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. What I think too is, uh, you know, it have to be safe. You know, yeah, yeah, I, I got to look at all my wrists and things like that. You know, if there was any danger of that thing blowing up. You know, I think I'd rather just stay right down here on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's a, uh, there's a lot of that um, in the discussion of the po on their podcast. Um, one of the big things that you just mentioned, the confined space, Sean uh, of the podcast, he was like, "Dude, I'm very claustrophobic. I can't. <laughs> it's like it's got to be like a big spacecraft and stuff like that." So, uh, yeah. So <laughs> the food issue, you know, it's gonna have to be some good food. You know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. I right. really enjoy my food. I'm not going to be, you know, why Lavender Jones is not going to be up in space eating none of them frozen ice cream sandwiches. That's right. Yeah. Frozen ice cream sandwiches. That's right. Awesome, man. All right. So number nine, uh, you already basically answered this earlier uh, when we were talking about favorite wrestlers, but take it or leave it. And because uh, we just watched or we just saw that he went back in the ring for his last match, Ric Flair, take it or leave it. 
So I'll take it, you know, and I'll give Ric Flair um, some props for getting back in there as an older guy. I didn't see the match, you know, so I really can't comment on, you know, how the actual match went. But, you know, he's an iconic uh, character forever in the wrestling business. And to give the fans one last chance to see him in the ring, even for a short time, I'll have to take it. All right, man. And yeah, like yeah, like you said earlier in the show, I mean, you were you were kind of along the ride for some of the those experiences as well. Uh, but I saw uh, he was wearing a he was wearing purple, and it made me think of you. And uh, and I saw he was in the ring. And then the only other the only other thing I have about Ric Flair is he came to Knoxville for a fanboy convention a few years ago, and all I kept hearing was "whoa" all day. So, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I hear you, man. He will, he will definitely draw a crowd. I've taken some road trips with Flair, just he and I in the car, before, which wow. were pretty cool. Yeah, I'll send you a couple of pictures. Oh, that'd be awesome! Right on, man. All right, man. The last question of take it or leave it here. Thanks for playing. Uh, so I know you, uh, you are very, you seem like a very fun guy. I'm sure you play lots of games, but number 10, take it or leave it darts the game. Darts are great. I mean, I'll take it. Um, but I like magnetic darts, you know, that aren't pointy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's better. Yeah. My kids, you know, for Christmas and we've had a lot of fun playing darts. Right on. You know, take it. I love darts. Man, I don't really I, understand darts. I, you know, love, the thing is, like, I don't understand what the points are. Like, I, I just throw it, and I'm like, is well, it good? Is it bad? Am I, you know, I always aim for the middle, but like, yeah. You, know, you get less points for the outside of the target, and if you get a, you know, the bullseye, the the, you, the points go up as you get closer to the bullseye. I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I I know the bullseye is where I'm trying to hit, but then like I'll like every time like. A lot of times when I play, I'll throw and I'm like, oh, I feel like I got pretty good in that. But then it's like I lose, like I don't get a lot of points. And I'm like, and the person next to me throws and they throw something like, oh, that. But they get more points than me. And I'm like, what? <laughs> that, you know, like, I don't understand. I, but I'll play, you know. <laughs> but yeah, no, darts. That was uh, that was just that's a random game that uh, I'm sure is fun to play every once in a while. Oh, my sister-in-law plays competitive darts up and down the coast. Right on, Paul. It's cool. Uh, oh, actually, Paul has another question here. Ever meet Rowdy Piper? And if so, how was he? Yeah, I met I met Rowdy Roddy Piper shortly before his death at a wrestling convention, like a banquet. And uh, believe it was either, I think it was in Georgia. You know, I met him, and he was very personable, very humble individual, um, very friendly. You know, with everybody. So I like that about somebody. You know, somebody that's been in the main event of WrestleMania, been in movies, things like that. And, you know, and is a seriously tough guy, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. the back in the, the business, you really had to be able to back up your mouth. Yeah. Buddy Piper's a tough guy. He was a fighter, boxer, he used to street fight when he was a kid, but no, he was very personable and uh, it was an honor to meet him. Shake his hand. Awesome. Awesome. There you have it, Paul. There you have it. All right, my friend. Thank you for playing Take It or Leave It. That's our uh, that's our game, and I, and I feel like it always gives a nice little icebreaker for the people who may not know you, just to discuss some things of uh, random topics. But we are down to the nitty gritty of the show. 
And the biggest main topic that we want to talk about is White Lavender Jones, my friend. So we have a couple of questions right off the bat uh, from people in the chat, uh, Kelly and uh, Simiscare, which is basically, you know, uh, where did White Lavender Jones come from? How did you get the name uh, and all that stuff? But in your own words, let's talk about White Lavender Jones. Let's uh, let, give us your uh, your the details of this man. So we're gonna get into character. We're gonna get into character a little I bit, love it. <laughs> and a little bit about White Lavender Jones. Nice. White Lavender Jones was born in Atlanta, Georgia about 10 months ago and like i told you bruce tharp was there and he went to some hip-hop some r&b clubs in uh atlanta and uh white lavender jones emerged oh yes and what happened is i came back to texas from atlanta georgia and I started writing poetry. I started writing some rap rhymes. Oh, boy. Started, and I tried them out on a few people, and they liked them. They thought they were funny. They thought they were entertaining. And that's what it's all about with me is the entertainment, is to make people laugh, you know, initially. And I've written probably about, eight to 10 raps, all original lyrics, all original beats. And the first ones were kind of funny. You know, that was my hook. You know, they kind of thought they were funny and the, you know, the character, but then I written a few other ones that kind of tug at your heart a little bit, you know? And uh, they talk about treating your lady right and things like that. They talk about uh, carrying a gun and why that may not be the greatest idea in the world. I got one coming out called uh, Peace and Love. And the peace is spelled P-I-E-C-E. -E. Oh my gosh, all right. Talks about some experiences that Big Daddy Lav had back east, you know. Uh, but I'll be coming out with my second song in about a month. I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping everybody will like it. I've already recorded it. The, the the mix is now just getting complete, and I have to um, I have to complete the music video because I want to release it with a music video. But I'm hoping within about a month, it'll, it'll be ready. But um, if you'd like me to do a little acapella on some beats, I'd be happy to do a little bit for you right now. If you if you got something prepared, man, you are so, the platform's yours. So my next song that's coming out, my second song is called I Am The King. All right? Okay. And it goes, goes a little bit like this. It goes, uh, <clears throat> I am the king wherever I go. New York, London, Tokyo. First class travel from the top to the flow. Take a ride on the train. White Lavender Jones. I make the rules because I am the king. And if you don't like it, you will taste my ring, and if anyone tries me, they will pay the price because I'll put them in the sleeper, and I will not play nice. When I'm out with my bitches, you best not be grabbing her because if you ain't lavender, you ain't having her. Got to follow <laughs> rules if you're going to be my baby. You got to give it up every fucking day 
Everybody knows it's this I gotta say, young hoes only if your milk don't come my way. I am the king wherever I go. New York, London, Tokyo, first class travel from the top to the flow. Take a ride on that train, White Lavender Jones. I make the rules and you learn to love it. When I say the word, you get down and suck it. Hit the switch all day whenever I say when. If your hoe starts acting up, then you take her friend. Got a secretary, likes to take dictation. Tag so many girls could have my own United Nation. I'm the king of men and the ladies dream. You'll end up dead if you try to compete. Unless you're in my tribe, you best head for the dough. Cause I'll break your leg in my figure foe. And don't forget, I am not a liar. If you get me in trouble, you will feel the fire to all of the haters who just keep throwing stones. Take a ride on the train, White Lavender Jones. Everybody give him a clap. Give White Lavender Jones a clap, my friend. Oh, that was great, man. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for doing that on the show. That was great, dude. I, I, got, like I, got, one, I got one more, but I'm going to have to – I have it. I got one more. I got one more for you guys. Okay. Because I, I haven't memorized this one. It's called, it's about me, actually. It's okay. Called, it's called a rapper called Lavender. It goes rapper a little bit. called Lavender. Okay. It goes a little bit like this. Hit it. Ever since I started rhyming and I got in this game, the people's always asked me, how did you get your name? I was born in the backseat of a brand new Cadillac who was parked in the alley behind this ratchet trap. My daddy was a pimp and my mama was a hoe. I guess it's a tradition of the family Joe. My daddy's getting money while my mama's giving birth. And suddenly what lavender arrived upon this earth. When lavender was born, he started rapping and rhyming from his first day in the world to squid, exquisite timing. And although I may be light, I ain't no cracker motherfucker. Because when the melanin came out, I knew I was a brother. The people started listening because they thought my rhymes were funny. It seemed like overnight I started making lots of money. I've wined and dined with kings and queens. But on a lot of nights, I was eating poking beans. You see, it ain't always been. Big money and long legs, because on many a night, Lavender was eating grits and eggs. Now I'm doing lots of traveling from the east to the west coast. Seems like everybody wants to see why Lavender Jones. No matter where I go, they call me your highness. And that's because my indica is only the finest. Spend my time in the studio working on my art. Spitting out inspiring rhymes that come straight from the heart. And I have to say I'm thankful and I feel just right at home because you've opened up your hearts to White Lavender Jones because it's nights like tonight that I wish would never end. When you're listening to great music and you're making brand new friends, my name's Lavender Jones and this ain't no disguise. Sometimes it's hard to rhyme with tears in your eyes because of the rhyming double timing, transatlantic flying that I do. I do it all and I feel so fucking tall. 
all because of you. But as I keep spitting rhymes and the originality persists, I realize that without you, lavender would never exist. And what a ride this has been. What a creative endeavor. But as long as you love me, lavender will live forever. And that song always makes me cry for real because oh, it's from man, that was deep. That was that was cutting me here. So that's Lavender Jones. Right, I'm gonna give you another round of applause. Why Lavender Jones, everybody? That was two acapellas back to back. One was deep to the soul there, and we appreciate you doing that. That was awesome, man. Thank you. Thank you for sharing those. Looking forward to seeing you in Knoxville and uh, and appearing in your film. It's gonna be an amazing thing for for me and for all of us. I'm you know I'm really looking forward to meeting everybody. For sure, for sure, man. Uh, we are, <clears throat> yeah, we are very, very excited to meet you, uh, especially me, me. I mean, me and you are going to work together pretty closely on that day and for the weekend when you're here. And super excited. Uh, just wanted to share that. Uh, Paul says, White Leonard Jones kills me. Love the lyrics there. Frank is saying he can't wait to uh, hear it with the Mad Beats and that God bless White Leonard Jones there. So, uh, Man, it, it is a pleasure to talk with you tonight. It's a pleasure to hear your music and how passionate you are and how excited you are. Uh, regarding the film, man, White Lavender Jones is going to be in our newest movie, He Comes to Kill. We're shooting. We're starting this uh, shoot this weekend, but uh, we're you know we're looking at a whole pretty much month long production. And at the very beginning of September, uh, White Lavender Jones is coming down. He's going to have a really really fun. Uh, great scene jennifer pearl who was just in the chat earlier she's going to be in the in the scene as well uh so i'm really excited to share not only you as an actor and your performance uh on screen but your music is going to be included in the film itself as well and that's going to be a lot of fun too uh so it, it's it's a pleasure to have gotten to know you uh over the last few weeks uh months and everything uh and 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 to get to work with you on this project and just our friendship and along the way and everything like that. It, it's, it's pretty awesome, dude. So we, we appreciate it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to a long-term relationship with you, Mr. Aguilar. Absolutely. For sure. Really good about all you guys, man, Butch, you know, I'm, I'm just really excited about meeting everybody and, you know, helping the process move forward. Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good time, man. We're, we're uh, it's it's real laid back as as far as uh, me filming with everybody, but working with everyone, it's uh, it's gonna be a good time. So, White Lavender Jones, uh, since we're at the nitty gritty here at the end of it, uh, let me just ask you if you have anything that you'd like to plug for coming up. I know we've got the show coming up. Uh, besides our film, He Comes and Kills. Uh, you have one more. Uh, I guess it was October first in Nashville. Uh, you want? I know you have that. Is there anything else you want on the horizon that you want to talk about, real quick? Um, I'd just like everybody to go to my YouTube channel. You know, search White Lavender Jones on YouTube, and uh, look for my video. I'm in a gold jacket, and if you like it, yeah. comment, share it with your friends. Um, and yes, I'll be in in Nashville at the Texas Troubadour Theater on October first. Come on out and see me. Uh, anybody that wants to see some different kind of rap, I've got my own style, you know, and I hope you enjoy it. But uh, we're going to be rolling into town October 1st in Nashville. I'm telling you right now, 
the white lavender jones movement it's like a hip-hop tsunami baby i'm telling you and white lavender jones is riding that wave brother we're gonna ride that wave and see how far it'll take us so come on out and see us october 1st in nashville texas right on. right on if i can make it i'm coming because you're only two and a half hours away from me so i you know you better, uh, you better. I know. I, I want to, man. I'm going to try my absolute damn damnness to do it. Uh, hey, speaking of your music video, uh, You Don't Like Me, it is in the comments or it's in the uh, description below on this video. So anytime anybody wants to or comes to this video, uh, they can check out that video. It's linked in this video as well that they can watch it. But like white, like he uh, mentioned, search white lavender jones on youtube it's gonna pop up it's right there uh you don't like me it's a great song it's funky i've shared it with a bunch of different people and uh and and we're just super excited to have it uh you have it part of the strange Chills family here as well so uh really really uh I, i'm happy to see it and uh, what i was gonna say was um seeing the comments on not only the youtube video itself but like instagram and facebook and everything you've got a lot of people like you said just like whoa this is what you know funk is 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 back and all this stuff like this is where you know this brings me back and all this uh, you got a lot of people that are uh on, on board with that kind of style and and what you're you know singing and rapping about we, we hoping to get it viral as much as you know yeah. so shit as much as you can and uh we appreciate all your your help and your support For sure. For sure. It's doing well so far. All right, man. The last question I like to ask everybody on the show is what sort of advice do you have for anybody out there that who wants to be a musician, a creative, or just someone just kind of going through life? Any sort of advice that you want to offer to anybody who is out there listening now? Uh, what can White Lavender Jones or Bruce tell them? Number one, follow your dreams. You know, you're always going to be questioning what if, you know, later in life, if you didn't try, you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained, you know, and, and if you're a musician, if you can uh, try to write your own lyrics, because that's where the money is, is in the production, you know, and in writing your own lyrics. I mean, there's a lot of amazing and awesome singers out there who perform other people's material. And, uh, I never knew I had the ability to write. I never knew. I just got up one morning and started doing it. You know, I started doing it. I started writing it. So you guys can do the same thing. Just, you know, jump out there. You know, jump out of your safety box, you know. You know, jump out of your comfort zone, as they say. You know, and try something different. You can, you can do it, but you'll never know if you never try. Hey. It's as simple as that. And that's uh that's great advice, man. That's great advice. You'll never know if you don't try. Follow your dreams. Take it one step at a time, you know, be yourself. I think that's what it's all about. Well, yes, sir. I that hundred percent. It's been a pleasure. Hey, know, been, yeah, for sure. And your, your program. Thank you again for inviting me. It's been an honor. And uh hopefully I can come back another time. Absolutely. We will definitely do a follow up with you. Uh, later down the road to talk about uh, the post uh, experience with some of the music, some of the shows that you're doing. And then of course the film that we, uh, that we get, uh, get to do here in a few weeks. So we will definitely do a follow-up uh, with white lavender Jones in the, in the near future to 
keep everyone going. But no, we appreciate you, man. It's an honor to have you on the show. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, you know, I'm gonna end the the broadcast, but it will stay on with me and you for a few minutes. So we can say proper goodbye to each other. But everybody who else is watching, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. It always means a lot. Uh, follow White Lavender Jones. He's got a great Facebook page that you can go on there and just keep up with all the stuff that he's got going on. Uh, you can YouTube his uh, channel. You can do the Instagram, of course, White Lavender Jones. You find all of his music and all of his social media updates. And look out because he is coming to the Strange Films universe on uh, our new movie, He Comes to Kill. And we will be doing that in early September, and we cannot wait. So you will see plenty of updates with that coming up in the near future uh but be sure to come by and hang out with us every wednesday at 8 p.m eastern uh we will talk with another creator uh on these live shows and we appreciate you guys stopping by so thank you so much and uh thank you white leather jones and bruce for uh coming out and hanging out with you 